right. So I guess what are we going to call this? A- <laughs> I almost have to that TVAP dark. <laughs> um, so let me explain, I guess, real quick what this is going to be. Uh, the la- In the last episode, um, we called it the last episode. And we, I think we specified it as the last full format episode. The four of us can't not talk about politics. Um, it's something that we've been doing together since we stopped doing the since we stopped recording the show on a regular basis um and so it it was always something that i knew that i would at least in some way try to touch on again so here's here's what it's going to be tdap dark is going to be a little is not going to be the same type of episodes a we're not going to schedule this when we decide that we want to sit down and record on a topic we're going and we have the time to do that together we're going to do that um a lot of whatever you want to call this um iteration of tdap will not have all four uh of us on it um at the same time because it's going to be a lot more hit or miss but there are some conversations at least for ourselves one of the things that i said when i when we kind of ended the other uh, version of the show is that um, is that for well ironically we ended it on the night that we also like bombed Iran and it was like oh good on World War Three starting uh, <laughs> we, we seems like a that. lifetime ago doesn't it <laughs> yeah um, for me when I listen back to this when I'm old provided coronavirus doesn't take me out <laughs> um, the uh, like I will have not wanted to have just abruptly stopped. So we're gonna do some some shorter segments um, when we decide that we have some shit to say on on a given topic. So right now uh, for this for this first one, um, I think Frank and I are going to go ahead and tackle this whole DNC thing, which has been. And the and the state of the yeah, democratic if, race. If we because if we if we walked away feeling like oh my god there's too much dudes it's hard to keep up it, it, things have only ramped up in the two Holy, months. Yeah, it, unbelievable. And it's been things you couldn't have predicted. Things that we would no. have like it would have been they were such long shots. Who would have known that Biden who was like like so behind in the polls? Which is funny because I was thinking about it like when we were doing our predictions or whatever. I said Biden, Biden, Biden. And, I mean, it's still on the board that I had Biden flunks out. It looks like I'm going to lose that. Like, <laughs> well, and I had uh, said from I remember having the conversation with Jim about like look. If given two choices, who is worse? Like, not who do you vote for, who is worse? And, like, so then... But I remember, like, we... That's how crazily shit changed after the recording of that episode. Because for a very long time, I think that... I think that Bernie was the guy. Well, yeah, let's take it back to when we were kind of winding down and our episodes were getting more sporadic. We were having a DNC primary field that was so crowded that it was a joke right it was like anybody and their mother with the slightest name recognition and a few people you'd never fucking heard of right were were on the stage and it was like two nights and it was a clusterfuck right and we were all laughing about it but now at the end it's still a clusterfuck but for a much different reason yeah it is and i mean bernie sanders thing was uh so then i'll start it with i mean super tuesday was the day that cemented the fact that he's probably going to be the nominee as of Joe Biden, Joe Biden, yes. But you can take it back before then because the first round of primaries, and then we had the th- the 
the dropouts, the three. Yeah. So basically, we got down to a final six, um, yeah. which was Warren, Klobuchar, Buttigieg, Sanders, Biden, and uh, billionaire uh, yeah. Bloomberg, Bloomberg who jumped or the fuck st- in. Was Steyer still in at that point? The other billionaire? Steyer, Steyer was in. Bloomberg was in, and Tulsi Gabbard. So whatever that number comes up to, yeah. seven, six, eight, something, whatever. Um, and it at that point, it seemed that Bernie was taking the lead. Um, he, did, he did well in the first round of primaries, which he was kind of expected to. And then Warren historically had a bad night losing her own you know, right. home state. And by- then Biden won South Carolina. And when Biden won South Carolina, seemingly, the DNC went to the moderates in the race and said, look, we need to coalesce around Joe because Steyer dropped out on a Friday night. Um, I don't think anything happened on Saturday. Klobuchar might have dropped out on Saturday that same weekend. And then Buttigieg and... Bloomberg stayed in. I I know. I guess it was just the three of them right before that primary. Yeah. That the Super Tuesday that dropped out, and then Bloomberg, Pete, and Warren. Right. Bloomberg was still in on Super Tuesday. Who was the other one that dropped out? Warren. Warren Pete. was still in too. It was, was Klobuchar, Buttigieg, and uh, Steyer dropped oh, right. out okay. before Super Tuesday. After Biden cleaned up on Super Tuesday. Um, which we'll, we'll get into the reason, our thoughts on why that happened, but... Well, we can go into that now. It yeah, was, I mean... Uh, there was a major coalescing around Joe, and everybody's second, third, fourth, fifth pick became their first pick. It did. Now, I also want to read off some stats, because, like, just going based on Missouri, um, uh, we were kind of pointing this out, that, like, Sanders has... He, he has still a strong following. It is not as strong as his 2016 following. He Like, the fact that he didn't win first time around... People's hopes are dashed. Just in Missouri, um, his demographics is all, have also changed. The amount of people who are liberal under 45, the amount of black voters and the, and the amount of first-time primary voters were all fewer this time around four years later than they were last time. So he was already working from a smaller pool, mm-hmm. and it didn't seem like he was getting nearly as much enthusiasm as he did four years ago. Right. And it did, But it also didn't hurt that he was crippled three days before Super Tuesday. Yeah. By what looked to be the, another here's, DNC fucking here's, hit job. Here's the one thing that I would say. I was mad. You remember. I, I like, because I firmly, there was a point where Bernie Sanders was pulling away with the delegates and everybody was still in the race that my thought, I've always said for the entirety of the show and before the show that Sanders was not, he was too far to the left for me on some things. Um, I try to, like, I am liberal. I try to stay more to the center if I can um, on most things. Um, But Sanders was a little bit too far to the left. That's always been my thing. Once it seemed, though, like Sanders was the choice of the people, my tune changed to, because I'm not making the same mistake I made in 16. In 16, I didn't vote for Hillary Clinton, but I very much saw the writing on the wall and was like, okay, Sanders, dude, just get the fuck out of the way, man. That was the wrong decision, clearly. 
Um, and so when it looked like and he Bernie, took a lot of heat in 2016 for not dropping out quicker, not endorsing Hillary right, sooner from the establishment. Yeah, and I was on that side of the argument. Saying, and I'm sure like, still, yeah, he's dude, still getting blamed from up. the DNC to this day that like the reason we have a Trump is because Sanders. Absolutely, and I guarantee you that's why they don't want to hand him the reins, which is ridiculous because they need to accept responsibility. The reason we have a Donald Trump is because Hillary Clinton. Yes. That was Period. the best they could do. Yeah. That's exactly right. Um, my my question also is, like, looking a little down the road, we, we're faced with two possibilities, it looks like now. We're either going to have a Biden v. Trump debates, if we have debates at all, or we're going to have a Sanders-Trump debate. Or maybe a – who's the third person? Gabbard still in there? Yeah, yeah. Maybe a Gabbard debate with Trump. She won't even be able to decide if she can fucking get <laughs> there. So She won't have enough votes to actually get on the stage. Um but my thought is, like, just looking at that, about the people I would rather see debate Trump about who should be the leader of this country for four years, it's not Biden. No. I don't want to see Biden debate anybody. He is not impressed. Like, the the best he has done is not fuck up on a debate stage so far, and then they call it a win. Well, and Bern, and he and most of the time he did fuck up on I mean, the he forgot stage. the words to the— to the I do think Declaration of Independence. I, I do think personally that Bernie Sanders is the better candidate to take on Donald Trump in vision and in uh and just in debate. Like well, I, also I, if you want like let's be honest, if we get Biden, we're getting f- four more years of the eight years we got of Obama. Right. We're getting four years of Obama light. It's establishment. Yeah. politics. So That's it's not it really is. a step forward, it's a no. step backward of just repealing what Trump has done and then get him, like right. and then the next Republican president will redo it. I'm actually genuinely excited for someone who has a new idea. Be right. like, "All right, the establishment didn't work, the outsider didn't work. Now we need someone who's been on the inside but has been an outsider the whole time." Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, like he's been there long and enough that, to know how to play the game and he now, survived now, for that long. Here's that those are my personal feelings as well. Here's where I have to make a judgment call, though. You remember when the candidates all dropped out right before Super Tuesday, how furious I was. I did not shy away from that with any of you Oh, yeah. Guys. Pete, Pete disappointed uh, you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just the, the idea that the DNC had learned nothing from 2016. They were doing the same thing again. Okay. Here's the thing, though. To be fair to Joe Biden... After they dropped out, which, if we want to be honest, with the exception, here's here's the problem with Sanders' numbers. Yes, Sanders was pulling away with the lead, but there were so many people in at the time. It, it didn't have to be a strong showing it, to be impressive. Exactly, and that was the argument that I made about Donald Trump in 2016 was like, yeah, he's winning these primaries, but there's 17 other people in there. So he's winning with like 10%, and 10% of the people are picking the candidate. And then once you get rolling on a once you get on a roll and people start to think you have momentum, it kind of starts becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy. Absolutely, because then, yeah. I think that – so I think that if you eliminate the fact that those people dropped out and you just look at what Bernie Sanders' showing was, that's not enough to win the general election. I think that when those candidates dropped out and people coalesced around Joe Biden, that was the voters deciding that they would rather have a moderate candidate than a far-left candidate. That being said, Joe Biden is their choice now because everybody else has dropped out. I'm sure that if yeah. you gave them a choice between Joe Biden and Pete Buttigieg, it might not. It might be a lot closer. I, it would have been very interesting to see what those primary Super Tuesday numbers would have looked like had right. the field been as crowded as it was the week before. Yeah. 
Um, where Biden had a historically pretty well, bad then, showing. What did Biden come in third the first round of primaries? That uh, he came in third in Iowa, I believe. But he came in like, or he might have come in fourth. He came in like fourth and fifth in a couple of them. Like he was not doing good. No, and that's I, I mean, think he was, he was being outdone by Warren. And like, and I think that's the and, disappointing thing for the Bernie Sanders people is that, and I think there is a difference too. I had a friend make a point to me. That, like, if you look at Bernie Sanders' crowd, right, and and if you think about the people that are voting and that support Bernie Sanders, they are supporting him because they believe in him. Seemingly, Joe Biden, there are, Joe Biden has legitimate support. There are more people holding their nose when they go vote for Joe Biden than there are for Bernie Sanders. Or Warren, or... That being said... There are more people holding their nose than there are people voting for Bernie Sanders. And that may just be because people aren't showing up to vote. But you have to show up to vote in the primary if you want that to be your candidate. And I'm sorry, but Bernie Sanders has lost numbers from 2016. He, But he also had – you can argue that on Super Tuesday he had Warren weighing him down, taking his voters, and that she waited to yeah, but drop he, out until it was, it was like too, too late for him to I get agree. her, you know. I think the other thing that hurt Bernie is there needed to be another debate before Super Tuesday. There needed to be a one-on-one Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden. Because I think if people actually heard yeah, Bernie Sanders— we never Sanders, got the two-person debate before Super Tuesday. I think a lot of people get hung up on socialism. A lot of people that can't fucking define it in or out of context. And I think a lot of people let Biden coast on the fact that he he's probably the person with the most well-known name. Yeah, because he's the former vice president right. under Obama. Like that's a big deal. But if you listen to him speak, you're it's the it's the same thing with Trump. Where you're like, oh my god, a transcript of this is going to read like gibberish. The other thing too, and I guess this doesn't matter because, like, I guess it doesn't. But the, I have seen Democrats making the argument, or Sanders supporters making the argument that like Biden won in. Uh, states that Trump will win. Is that a valid argument, or does that even matter? Because I mean, I could see that uh, Biden people making the or the case like, yeah, then good. Like maybe we'll we'll pull away his voters in, in right. his strong states. It's not bad I could also to have s- support anywhere in the country. Yeah, right. I could, you know, and but at this point, it's just kind of a wait and see because if Biden loses to Trump, the Sanders people are going to be all over. Well, Sanders, it's going to be 2016. Sanders would have won again. But you can't really prove that until you give him a shot. And at this point, this is Sanders' last shot yeah, to be president. But, uh, but also, though, to be fair to Joe Biden, after the party coalesced around him, which, let's be fair, Klobuchar didn't have a path to the presidency. Steyer didn't have a path to the presidency. Warren didn't. If you don't win your home state, you're not winning the fucking presidency. Right. So, like, those people that were taking votes away from Joe Biden really were just feeding into a bigger Joe Biden number. If you take all of the moderates and add them up, even if you add Warren on top of Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden's still pulling away. He is, yeah. I was pissed initially when those candidates dropped out because my thought was if the DNC steals this from Bernie like they did with Hillary Clinton, then... My thought was still, yeah, I'm still going to go vote for Joe Biden and hold my nose, but then I have to turn my sights on the DNC because now well, they're the real enemy. Here's the problem. The voters went the other way. Well, I would argue that you still have a right to be mad at the DNC. They did all types of shenanigans. They might have gotten rid of the superdelegate in the first round of voting, but they also did things like they would randomly change the rules to qualify for debates like in order to help Bloomberg get on that stage because he— yeah. self finance he didn't have campaign donors. Right. And then to screw out people like Klobuchar and uh, 
and Gabbard from yeah. even appearing on the stage when they had enough votes. Although, like, oh, it, now we're going to up the threshold. Although, if I'm being honest with you, Gabbard's got 0.6% I mean, of the vote. I didn't want to see that person on the stage anyway, anyway, but, like, that's the thing. With last with 2016, they had to realize the DNC, like, with the next election, we need to get rid of super delegates and we need to be transparent and above board. Yeah, we need to make it look good. Because if we don't, <laughs> then, we risk losing people. And then Iowa have it. And that's exactly what... I said, like, my whole thing when I was furious about them dropping out was, that's it. I'm done. Like, I can't vote for the Democrats anymore because— At least not with a clear conscience anymore, no. you know. Um, now it's that lesser of two evils now, bullshit that we get into that we does no one any good. Now what I will say, though, is I think that the voters pick Biden, not Sanders— whether that means that Sanders doesn't have as much support or if it just means that Sanders people didn't show up. It doesn't matter because the people that did show up so far have been Joe Biden. There, You can't realistically – people are saying that Sanders has no path. He does or he wouldn't still be in it. He could it's a min- win it's like – It's a continually shrinking path. Yeah, but if he loses Florida, But then Biden it's didn't over. have a path fucking you know, two months ago. No, so. he didn't. Um, All it takes is one major gap or a gaffe on Biden's part, and one major scandal. The problem is anything I, that would sink him, and then the only person you're left to go to essentially is Sanders. But I'm pretty sure the only way that it could happen now is if Sanders wins Florida, and Sanders is not going to win Florida, full of a bunch of old people and Cubans after the Castro and like revolution socialism. Like I think socialism is a hard stigma. I think. A big uh, portion of the voting block is still boomers, and like, I don't think that I don't think that our generation and the generations after us, um, as millennials, um, hear socialism the same way. We, we didn't live th- through and see examples of it no. being bad for people. We've only ever seen democracy failing people, right? Essentially, you know, maybe communism if you pay attention to China, but. So I think that – so I don't know. I, I do think that there is something to be said, though, that if – had there been a debate before Super Tuesday or, like, in the – there's been a mini Tuesday since then, um, if there had been a debate, I think it probably would have helped Sanders. I think that's why he's still in it because there is a debate on Sunday. He does believe that it will help him because I do think yeah. a lot of people get hung up on the socialism word. They haven't really listened to Bernie Sanders, and if they did, they would like him more than they think they would. Yeah, and I think more people are going to tune in for that first Trump v. blank debate than they would the Although I Democratic still attest, I'm sticking to my prediction that there won't be debates. Unless, although maybe now, because I did say, I think, in the, I don't know if I put it on the I episode. think Trump can rail against Ukraine and stuff with Biden. Biden. Yeah. He has talking points. I don't think you had Biden's going to – and the, the disappointing thing for me, because I think Biden – or Sanders is the better candidate, is one of the reasons I think Sanders is the better candidate to take on Donald Trump is because I don't think Sanders will take the bait in a debate. If there is a debate, I don't think that Sanders – when Trump says whatever that bullshit – nonsensical whatever the fuck he's gonna say like bernie sanders is so policy driven that he's just gonna be like that's shit and healthcare, <laughs> like and he's just gonna go like um joe biden's gonna try to explain it every time and then cut himself off and when then cut himself yeah. off while he's watching the fucking clock that no one else in the country can see so because he's know. that bad kind of overly prepared where he tries to you know he can't come off as genuine establishment or- lawyer prepared um because his aide sat there with a clock and timed him on every answer to try to get it, you know. But he can't pull off the Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney was great at 
having an answer nailed down to one minute. I would vote for Mitt Romney today in a second. Like, in a second. If you put Mitt Romney on the ballot next to Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, and Donald Trump, Mitt Romney's got my vote 100%. Like... I fucking miss the simple days. <laughs> the doggone roof, binders full of women days. Um, let me make a pitch to Democrats, though, and to Sanders people, Sanders voters, like I was. Um, fight the DNC after you fight Trump. Because at the end of the day, when given the choice... Is Biden going to be worse for the country and our relationships with our allies and non-allies? Um, is Biden going to be worse than Donald Trump is? Like, we've seen what Donald Trump can do. And we literally, like, have no fucking idea what he's going to do next. And I think that give, that reelecting him is considerably more dangerous. Making It would make him a considerably more dangerous Trump than the one that we've seen because a, he will, he would be emboldened. He will be emboldened. Um, he will look at it as a referendum and he will like, he, his own special brand of authoritarian. rule is already broken every norm and rule and like every bit of trust that any of us have in anything. I'm just not sure that Biden can take him on. I don't see. I don't know. The more you, uh, I've never really, seen a man I've, have such a miraculous comeback during a primary or during polling or anything where we were like. Besides, like, I mean, Trump winning wasn't that much of a shock because him and Hillary were kind of neck and neck, you know. Yeah, polling wise, but like Biden didn't do anything to turn it around. No. He had a couple of like middling performances where he got beat on in the primaries. He had one primary where he kind of ducked any major blows. Well, I mean, he won South Carolina but, se- I mean, by that like seventy eight percent. I mean, that was the one thing that turned him around. That is but, like that. I, maybe that speaks to the electoral college in one state having way too much fucking influence on us. Well, there's no electoral college involved with it. That well, I mean, I guess there is because there's delegates yeah. involved. Yeah. Um, either way, though, I just think that like. At, no, to me that whole thing is manufactured anyway. Like I'll I'll be on the Sanders people's side on that and say that like I do think that that's manufactured. He wins one state. The fucking media, who is an anti-Sanders pro-Biden media, is fucking oh my god! Every black person in the country loves fucking Joe Biden. Woohoo! Seventy eight percent, and then a bunch of and then a bunch of dropouts to booster to yeah. bolster what he was already. That's kind completely of doing. contrived. Like that's bullshit. Um, I agree. That being I, I don't said, think, there's no there's no way Sanders can drop out and run as an independent, is there? Right, like now. Why would you do that? Just a fuck over Biden. <laughs> Why would you do that? Like you're fucking. That's okay. Because this so, is your. That's our hill to collectively die on. But this is your thing about like we need to like work with the DNC and get rid of Trump. But like fuck. That's like that's like if two like criminals or like two guys want to work to take down the bigger guy, but they know they want to kill each other after they take down this bigger threat. Kill each other after you take down the bigger but threat. Can you really effectively take on a big threat when you have to look over your shoulder about whether the guy's stabbing you in the back too? Like I get it. While you're doing the you know, I the, get it. The coup d'état. Like no, you have like if you want to, because at the end of the day, like you can fight the DNC for another four years. Donald Trump is not like Donald Trump. No matter what is worse in that four year situation, whatever scenario you want to create, 
Donald Trump is worse than whatever the fuck that fight with the DNC is going to be. And really, Biden at the all worst it is be ineffective, right? The fight with the DNC is a long game fight anyway. Honestly, you're not going to get a candidate like Bernie Sanders until more boomers aren't voting. I'm not trying to be insensitive or dickheadish, but that's really what it is. Once this, once a new... So what you're trying to say is, come on, coronavirus. <laughs> no, I wasn't. No, I was not trying to say that. Um, but I do think... I think you have a point, though. Like, like with the once... demographic of this country, we're still... Most of the people who vote are older. Yes. It's slowly changing, but it is At least in primaries... Yeah. At least in primaries, you know, like there might be, uh, there are a lot more young people that come out that come out in. The I'm also curious election. how many people that are just like, I don't care to vote in the primary. I'm going to vote whoever isn't Trump. Right. Like how many of those? Like yeah. I wonder the numbers. Are they smaller that, than 2016? I haven't seen yet. I mean, that's how I used to be. Like before, I mean, I was went around 18 when I was able to vote. Um, and when I was yeah, young, I voted in my first. I when I, 2008 was my first uh, election, and I didn't vote in the primary for it. When I was young, um, my mom, I know, I don't know if my dad was part of it, but I know that my mom campaigned for a certain Democrat. Um, so like, like at a young age, 10, 11, 12, like whenever there was an election, I was aware of it, and whenever it was a Democrat, I knew that that was my side. Um, now I've established that it's my side because I'm not racist. So um, <laughs> I think they've established it's not your side from the aggressive stances they've been taking right. lately. Um, but but that I think that the fight with the DNC is one that needs to be had. I don't think that we win it for a while until more of our generation is the main voting block. And See though, but also like if if Biden gets elected, doesn't that just prove to the DNC that they're right? That like, ha, Sanders wouldn't have won. Thank God we did this because we let the people decide. If that's what it does, that's what it does. Like, honestly, we can prove to them they're wrong when we vote them all out for younger candidates after Biden is in. But either way, Donald Trump being in that position with a Department of Justice that undercuts itself with an FBI that is has new fucking leaders every week with what they don't do fucking press briefings we don't and when they do they're all bullshit like it's dangerous for this administration to stay in power the motherfucker is pardoning every person that's ever been convicted of corruption on the republican side on the republican like, side with oliver, ties to Ali, his organization yeah, oliver north boom pardoned like why are we like some of these people are traitors Rob Lagojevich, I guarantee he only got pardoned because he was trying to sell Obama's seat, and that's like I don't know. Uh, that's it, a somehow a dig to Obama, right? Yeah, right. Um, so like I don't know. I just think that I just think it sucks that Sanders isn't the one. I do think he's the better candidate, but I also think it's hard to say that this was stolen from him because if all of the candidates who didn't have a pathway to the presidency anyway would have dropped out on their own volition all of those people still would have all of those moderate voters still would have they still would have flocked to the moderate candidate and whether or not they dropped out if bernie sanders was only winning with 
a fourth of the potential voters available, he wasn't going to win in the general election when the other side coalesces around the incumbent. So I don't think you can say it was stolen from him. Do you think the um the like the Warren defense might have had something to do with it? I've read a lot about Warren's um why she might have lost is that there's a lot of polling to suggest that when you ask people, "Will you vote for a woman president?" they say yes. But when you ask them, "Would your neighbor?" most of like half of them say probably not. And there's this idea that a lot of people won't vote for a woman president because they're convinced that most of America wouldn't. I don't know. And that like I think a lot of things like people would vote for Biden, but they look around and they're like, I don't know if people will vote for a socialist like I will. So it's not worth wasting my vote. I'll go with the safe bet. Maybe, maybe. I just think that the majority of voters, at least primary voters, are older people that don't like the word socialism and don't understand it in the context that that Bernie Sanders is using it. I'm not trying to be... Um, disingenuous and be oh we're we're on a different level and we understand this word i do think the word has changed i think lots of times generations look at different words as as different things or at least i think so in this case communism, I, really, I really do communism I don't is not a word that's really among young people at least because we didn't grow up with right the ussr being a threat yeah it's something we don't we don't think the domino effect is really that big a deal anymore like if other countries want to be communists that's their idea you know right I don't think, too, that – like, I just think when my parents hear socialism and Bernie Sanders, when they hear Bernie Sanders, they think socialism. When they think socialism, they think something else. The Cuban Missile Crisis, the fucking, uh, you, you know – People starving and – Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, the USSR and all of that shit. I don't think that we think of socialism that way because when we think of socialism, we think of Germany and France and Italy and uh, democratic socialist nations. The way they were a democratic republic. Right. Um, um, so. do, you have, do you give any uh, – I want to talk about the race factor because we started off with the most diverse democratic primary of – 3,000 people that you've ever seen on the fucking stage. <laughs> and we whittled it down to two old white men to choose from. I think that... And we went with the one that wasn't Jewish, so... I, I think, I think though, that's because... I don't think that really has anything to do necessarily with the diversity. I think that both of those guys, Biden and Sanders, are the guys that had the biggest names going into the race. That's it. Like, it is a popularity contest. Do you give most well, of the weight to that? Yeah, uh, because I mean, I mean, listen, the, what listen is the, to every the single rating or whatever. Every, listen to every single time that the three or four of us went on about who we thought would be in the final. Like we called all of them. The only one that we gave more credence to was Cory Booker. We thought Cory Booker. I thought Cory Booker would be later down the road than he was. But like, I mean, we call and and Harris dropped out earlier than I thought she would too. Um, I didn't really think Klobuchar was going to go, but we always had Warren in the top three. We always had Sa Sanders. We always had Biden. We had and Pete Buttigieg. To be fair, Warren was doing pretty damn good up until when November or December is when she had a debate. <sighs> damn me. She had a debate that she didn't do very well on, and then her her donations just started plummeting. Well, plummeting. she had the 
she yeah she had a debate where she was asked about her health care plan and if you remember her health care plan was basically bernie sanders health care after a while she wouldn't endorse it at first and then did but then didn't but, know how she'd pay for it well because she that's what her thing was she wanted to have the same basically the same plan but no but tax no rate on the the middle class middle class and but she, that's the whole that's how you pay for yeah, it yeah and like, she couldn't do it and so that hurt her and at the same time that that was hurting her she that was the same debate that two that the night before that she said bernie sanders said that oh yes the uh, and that didn't play she said that uh what did she say that, she said that bernie sanders had told her in private in 2016 16 that a woman trump a woman couldn't beat trump yeah but she said it when apparently they were the only two people in the room so it looked very suspicious of how did this get leaked yeah, and it got leaked at a very opportune time, like right before a debate. And then in that same debate, they kind of like bucked heads on, but bucked heads, but but butted butted heads, heads, yeah, on it because Bernie was very quick to like release a video on YouTube that had him saying nobody, it in 1988. That's the reason it hurt her though, is because nobody fucking believes that in nine in the eighties he was talking about a woman being president. The Bernie Sanders has always been the same guy for forty years. He's been saying the same shit. America's had the same fucking problems. That's that's kind of why he's an SNL character is because he's just a right. rerun at this point. Yeah, I mean, he, like, the dude is has not changed. Nobody bought that shit, and I think that that hurt her really bad, that she tried to... That felt like a low blow, and I think the people that liked Warren also liked Sanders. And I've seen a lot of written about, like, with headlines, like, the Warren campaign is just now about stopping Sanders. And I, and I think that when, when you give way to why Sanders has essentially looked like he's going to lose to Biden, it has to do with him not pulling as strongly as he did in 2016, um, the the three or four dropouts that helped Biden, and then Warren really hurting him with the 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 base they were kind of fighting over. Yeah, yeah. No, I I don't know. I do know though that we've got two guys left. I think we've probably at this point got about a week left of. Well, well we have two guys and a woman left. Do not forget her. Yeah, right. If I th- I and this is. Morbid to say, I think she's almost holding in for a double heart attack to take both these old fuckers. Oh, just so she'd be like the only one left in the race. She's like, I'm the only one that will survive COVID nineteen. She's in praying this fucking for. Race. She's praying for an act of God. That's fucked up. That's horrible. You know when COVID nineteen broke out, she danced a little bit like, oh, here it comes. You know, I had the joke that didn't make the show, but we don't make those anymore. <laughs> Not on TDAP Dark. So. We get classy when it gets dark. We get, yeah. Listen to our sickness album. The Devil's Advocate Podcast is an opinion talk show and is the attempt of a few friends to have a reasonable conversation about current events without the vitriol that we've become accustomed to in today's modern political climate. It is hosted by Brandon Condit and Franklin Everhart.